My name is Timothy Eldred. I'm a husband, father, writer, speaker, seeker, coffee snob, pipe smoker, bourbon drinker, and a person of faith. I'm also a friendly disruptor of the status quo who's traveled the world to help people discover their identity. My mission is to end the pain of aloneness and to help people live with authenticity in an artificial world. But I can't do that alone. So I'm glad you're listening. Welcome. This is Square Peg, Round Hole. Well, I have been waiting to get to this microphone since I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning. And I spent the last few hours pondering what I wanted to say because I want to share some life lessons that I've been learning for many months that will, I hope, help you learn to be a better version of your true authentic self because that's what this podcast is about. If you're just tuning in, we're learning how to live with authenticity in an artificial world. So let me begin by saying yesterday was a shitty day. I'm struggling with a battle with some medication and uh, it kicked my butt yesterday, hijacked everything I had planned. So I spent the afternoon at home in a chair with lots of fog and lots of tears. And um, it's all caused by titrating down from a medication that I'm on to a lower dosage. And if you've listened in the past, you know what I'm talking about. If not, feel free, go back a couple episodes, you'll catch up. But let's just say that I am becoming more and more aware in the last few months, 18 months of the struggles of people that are dealing with mental illness. So I can only imagine how much more difficult their lives are compared to mine and probably compared to yours too. So we need to have some real compassion and awareness with this growing, growing need. Now, just so you know, I don't ask for help a lot. I really don't. And my life is not driven by emotion. My wife told me that yesterday. So this emotional roller coaster I'm on is a challenge. Now, thankfully, I've got a friend who I greatly admire who's also a trained therapist. Now, that's a good person to have in your corner. And if I need some professional help, he's going to provide some no-nonsense advice for me. So I just dropped him a text in the midst of my craziness yesterday and asked, is there anything I can do cognitively to navigate this crap that I'm going through. And I'll read you his text. He says, said, probably not too much cognitively, cognitively other than reciting to yourself all you know is true. Now I'm going to pause right there because that is, that's just brilliant advice. There's a lot of things that you do know about yourself that you have overshadowed with um, thinking too much about what others think of you. And that's where I'm going to really land this entire thing today. You need to recite to yourself all that you know is true, my friend. Make a list of all the things you know are true. Keep it with you. I don't care who you are, how old you are, or anything. There's times we just need to speak some truth to ourselves. Now he goes on. Behaviorally, you could try remedies that soothe or generate the release of healthy brain chemicals. So he gives a few. Take a hot bath, go for a walk, put some music in your headphones and listen in the dark. Use a weighted blanket, watch a movie, eat ice cream. That's my favorite. He didn't say drink bourbon, but I'm adding that to his list. 
and um, have a good belly laugh at a favorite, you know, comedian. But he says, you know better than anyone else what elevates your mood. So whatever it is, give it 10 minutes and then move on to something if it's not working. Now, a lot of good wisdom there. Now, ironically, though, he did not tell me anything I did not already know. But sometimes in the midst of the fog of life, we forget. So what he said was a good reminder of the fact that even in the midst of some medical challenges, I'm still in control. I am in control of the outcome if I can get my mind around it and think differently. And that brings me to the thoughts I want to talk with you about in this episode. You see, the reason I reached out to him, that whole thing was induced by uh, a moment of panic, which involved overthinking. And I'm not saying the situation wasn't real, right? I didn't overthink it. It was real, but I was still, I guess I was, I was overthinking in the craziness of the confusion, but I chose I chose to give it my mental attention until it overshadowed. I overthought until it overshadowed some simple truths I already knew. And that's what I woke up this morning pondering. How many times in life do we let our thoughts derail us? Really derail reality. And and, and here's the reality I want you to consider. Life is is only as serious as we make it. I mean, yes, of course, sure. Life has serious moments. But maybe we just think too much. Maybe. We let outside factors and voices influence our world until we are overwhelmed with a story we've made up in our heads. You know, and when that happens, you know what happens? We miss the joy of life and then we just suffer through life. Life should not be about suffering, but sometimes it is when we overthink. So I'm going to say that again. We overthink. We do. We stress out. We worry ourselves sick. And usually the, we worry about things that are, that are not within our control. I mean, we have no influence over them, but we worry about them anyway. That's, that's, that's insanity. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't see the seriousness of situations, but that's not the same as obsessing about them and letting them control us. There's an ancient proverb, and it just simply states, as a man thinks, so is he. Obviously, you know, in all fairness, as a woman thinks, so is she. Fine, okay, I got everyone in there. Now, That's a powerful scripture, whether you're religious or not. And if you think yourself is um, broken, damaged, flawed, irreparable, that's that's probably how you're going to function. And sadly, most of those thoughts originate due to the ideas of others. I mean, just, just consider the things you overthink without overthinking them. Okay? I don't want you to overthink. I bet most of those thought processes pertain to other people's opinions. And that makes sense because we have this innate need to feel loved, to feel liked, to feel valued, to feel appreciated because we're influenced by what we think others think about us. Listen to that again. (laughs) We worry about what 
we think others think about us. That is a never-ending gerbil wheel of nuts right there. So I guess what I'm saying is that much of our lack of self-worth is self-inflicted because we're not comfortable in our own skin. We're not confident in our identity. And some of that's really conditioned. It's happened to you for most of your life, but there's no reason to continue to live that way. We can change our minds and forge new neural pathways, just what I'm doing with my medication. But you can still change the way you think, and you can route a new path in your mind. You see, everyone, everyone tells a story about themselves inside their own head. I do it, you do it, always, all the time. And that story makes you what you are. We build ourselves out of that story. And then we become attached to a story about ourselves that isn't true when, when we wrongly conclude something about ourselves. Like, I'm bad, I'm not enough, I'm inadequate, I'm ugly, I'm broken, I'm flawed, defective, unfixable, stupid, worthless. Sadly, I bet some of that resonated with you or with somebody that you care for. How much of life is dictated by a story that's not true, that we choose to overthink? I mean, we have to unlearn what we've been conditioned to believe. What would it mean to end that story today, right now, and start writing a new one? that honors your worth and your value, your uniqueness, your beauty, your magnificence. And those things are all true about you. So I want to make a couple of suggestions anyway for you to consider so that you can become more aware, first of all, of your self-talk. That's the first suggestion. Become more aware of your self-talk. What is it that you think about yourself? Because thoughts become things. And so those thoughts then come out as words. And then we speak like nonsense, gibberish, and crap to ourselves. So you got to be aware of that. Second, I mean, we should abandon definitions or expectations others have placed upon you. That's not fair. There's a lot of expectations we try to live up to. Many of them are unrealistic. So people have defined you or expected things of you. You've got you've to let that go. Basically, what I'm saying is stop pleasing other people at the expense of your own integrity. And the integrity I'm referring to is about being your true, authentic self. What is that? I talk a lot about authenticity. So let me break that down just a minute. What is being your true, authentic self? Well, there's a few things I could highlight. First, I think it's you, okay? It's always you expressing who you are most naturally. It's not contrived. It, it's not manufactured. It's just you being you. It's you aligning yourself with your values and your convictions. Your values and convictions might not line up with mine, my job is not to change you to believe like I believe. My job is to get you to be you. It's also committing to 
cultivate your fullest potential. Sometimes we get stalled and we give up. What would it look like if I said, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to cultivating the best me possible. I'd say it's also not allowing others to make you feel responsible for their happiness. Boy, we do that a lot. Other people place that expectation on you. They're not expecting things of you. They're expecting things from you, which all goes back to you make me happy. It's up to you to make me happy. It's not. You've got to let that go. It's you believing in yourself and your ability to direct your own life. You're smart. You really are. You should listen to yourself more. You're not an idiot. There's a lot inside of you and a lot of answers you already know if you would trust them. And I think we should. Because it's also you taking responsibility for doing your own personal inner work. It's not up to somebody else to change you, to fix you. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. If others in your life want you to become something you're not, you've got to surrender your impulse to keep living your life for them. You're going to have to let go of your need to take care of them emotionally or win their approval. Man, that just seems to be the story of our culture. Authenticity, it has to become more essential in our life than gaining social acceptance. Goodness, how much time do we spend seeking the approval and the acceptance of others? Authenticity has to trump that. That's true, authenticity. And again, you've got to stop overthinking. You've got to quit taking everything so serious, which means you've got to stop and like don't pretend to agree with everybody when you don't. Speak your mind. If they don't like it, they don't, they don't like it. You can smile when you say it, but you don't, you know, you don't have to be a jerk about it. But don't pretend that you just agree with everyone because you're standing in a circle and you're afraid of what they will think. You don't have to take responsibility for how others feel. You don't have to apologize all the time for what you, I mean, because we do that. We apologize. Oh, I'm sorry, but here's what I think. Why did you say I'm sorry? You don't need to apologize. Just like I said, don't be an idiot about it. And you also don't always have to say yes. It's okay to say no. It's a lost art. Just say, just say no, that doesn't work for me. That's the line we use in our house. Like if we're invited to do something or someone shares an opinion and we don't agree with it, we just go, you yeah, know, that doesn't work for us. You don't always have to say, sure, yeah, and agree. You don't have to feel uncomfortable if someone disapproves of you. That's not your problem. You don't have to act like the people around you either. Oh, my goodness. I was at a football game at Michigan State University in Lansing, Michigan last week, and my heart just hurt for the student body as we're walking through, like, you know, fraternity and sorority row. Then after the game, we're coming back, and there's hundreds of kids, like 10 deep, lined up around a bar, and they're wasted. And I'm thinking, and that wasn't about, like, my opinion of them morally, right? I mean, there was a lot of alcohol and a lot of skin, but that wasn't my concern. 
my concern was how miserable I think the next generation has become trying to fit in and act like the people around them just so they can be approved. And then I thought, maybe that's not their fault. I wonder if that's just learned behavior because we support it. We turn a blind eye to it. And again, it's not about the, it's not about the alcohol consumption or the behavior. It's, it's about the pain inside that drives that. Moving on. I could do a whole podcast about that experience. You don't have to feel the need to like just be praised all the time to feel good. Maybe you do. I mean, I'll be be honest, there's times that a little bit of praise goes a long way with me. And sometimes I seek it. Sometimes I feel the need to seek it. But the truth is I don't need praise to feel good. I don't need to go to great lengths to avoid conflict either. I mean, I'm not afraid of a little confrontation. I don't seek confrontation, but I don't have to avoid it because, you know, it's pretty good because without confrontation, there's usually no resolution. So have the hard conversation. And you don't need to succumb to the pressures of fitting in. I kind of alluded to that a minute ago, uh, the MSU thing, but don't give in to the pressures of fitting in because you're going to pay the price in the long run and just not feel good about who you are. You don't also have to believe you are less than others. Usually that's a learned behavior. That's a learned thought process that you're not enough. You're less than you're not. You're absolutely not because the people who make you feel that way are probably, probably toxic. And I guess that's the last one. You don't have to tolerate toxic people. You can cut them out of your life. Now there's going to be consequences for that, but they're going to be far less the internal turmoil that you're going to suffer throughout life by tolerating toxicity. Now, some people, some people will live their entire lives sadly denying their true self and just being a people pleaser. They're going to live somebody else's life and not their own, which all stems, again, from overthinking and taking everything so seriously. Maybe you could spend some time today This is not a bad assignment. Just in a little bit of self-reflection and uh, consider a couple questions. I'll put these in the show notes. Who is the person I am being in my life and showing to the world? Who am I showing to the world? And how much of that person is the truth of really who I am? Am I really showing you who I am or showing you who you want me to be. Here's another one. How am I using my public persona? And we all have a public persona. How do I use my public persona to hide my authentic self? And if you do, why do you feel the need to do it? Third, do I feel um, a disconnection? between the person I pretend to be in the world and the person I connect with deeply inside of myself? Is there a cognitive dissonance between those two people? And then finally, hard questions, right? Sorry for bearing you. Last one. 
what would it look like for me to take off the mask? Take off the mask and live more authentically. What would that look like? You know what I think it would look like? I'll give you my answer for it. I think it looks like freedom. I think it feels light instead of heavy. And so those are the words when I think about like just what it gets to just to be and be free and be light and be unencumbered and not be weighted down. Oh my gosh, that feels so much better than being stuck behind a mask that most people most people wear, that I wear, that I'm trying to learn not to wear as I talk to you. So please hear me. Here's what I want to hear me say. You are just fine the way you are. You are absolutely just fine the way you are. As long as you don't overthink it. Now, you're, you're probably going to get the sense that, like on a deep level, everything already is okay. Because it is. And not overthinking allows you to see this for yourself, which is beautiful. And when you start to know there's nothing truly wrong with you, it really gets harder and harder to make up a story that there is. Because there's not. And although it might not sound like much, if, if you and I can learn how to relax more and just accept that we're already fine as the way we are, better things happen to you. Better things happen to you because you perceive them differently at a, at a basic level. So perhaps you've been on like a mental journey where you think you have to battle, right? You have to fight to improve yourself because you're not good enough the way you are. Let me call that idea what it really is. It's bullshit. You don't have to fight and then battle to like improve yourself. You don't have to battle or strive to be better because it usually doesn't work anyway. I'm not saying you just abandon it and you're like, you know, unkind, uncaring, you know, unsympathetic. But most people are spending all this time, effort, energy, money for self-improvement. If they would just stop, quit, overthink, they would find that there's nothing really to improve. I'm a pretty spectacular human being. And that's the truth. The truth is most of us just need to become more relaxed. Relax. Good overthinking. Think less. Become more relaxed. It's surprisingly just enough to positively change things in your life. And in short, we usually don't have to do anything. We just think we do. So what I'm really focusing on here is obviously overthinking and not being too serious, especially about how we view others' views of us, which are probably fictitious anyway. Again, we've, we've fabricated them in our head. So how do we feel good about ourselves more often? Well, we stop being so serious all the time. Life does not have to be as serious as we make it. It's serious because of the things that we fill our mind with. Turn off the news. Walk away from the conversation. I mean, quit looking at the empty half of the glass. Stop thinking so much. We, we stop giving ourselves control over 
our lives and then believe the lies that we've made up in our minds that were flawed. That's how we stop doing it. Let me just wrap up by telling you this. Life is beautiful, my friend. And so are you. I hope you needed to hear that. Because I think we all do. And when you can learn to stop overthinking, and then you can like take everything so seriously or stop taking everything so seriously, you will abandon the land of make-believe others have saddled you with. There is no outside force that can determine who you are. Because everything you need is already within you and within your control. So stop thinking. Things are only as bad as you believe they are today. In this moment, they're probably fine. Five minutes ago, might have sucked. Five minutes from now, have no idea. But at this moment, in this present now, things are fine the way they are. And you're fine the way you are. Let me give you one more scripture. Just, I want to give you something to consider as I tie this up. It's this guy in the New Testament of the Bible named Paul. And he was writing a letter to a group of people. And he says, you're going to do best by filling your mind and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. So there's a list. There's the list of things we should be thinking on for life, for our life, which makes everything clear in perspective. So remind yourself that life is always much, much, much better than you think it is, and you'll be right. At least that's how I see it. As always, I encourage you to live your humanity with humility and authenticity in this artificial world. Don't, don't compromise your identity. And don't apologize for being a square peg in a round hole. Now, before you close out of the app that you're using, please be kind, leave a review, preferably five stars. And I'd really appreciate it if you would share this podcast on social media. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.